We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible. Well, I am so grateful that you have joined us today for the Blessing from the Valley podcast. This is your host, Pastor Mark Brandon, today, and we hope you are having a wonderful day, and it is a good day. Well, the Bible tells us that this is the day that the Lord hath made, and what should we do? We should rejoice in that, and uh, we are hoping and praying that you are rejoicing in your good day. Uh, We... uh, Appreciate you listening and tuning in to the podcast. If you have been, if you like them, uh, please share them. Um, we are uh, just very grateful that we have the opportunity to share these just a uh, couple of podcasts throughout the week. And we just try to deal with subjects that's helpful and uh, kind of focus in on God's promises and principles of the Bible that could help all of us to live uh, a better Christian life. And by the way, the Christian life is not a religion, it's a relationship. When you get saved and you trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. You repent of your sins. The Bible calls it the second birth or being born again. See, we're all born physically, uh, but uh, we need to be born spiritually. And that takes place when we repent of our sin and by faith, we, tr- we trust the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. See, we're not good enough to attain heaven. Uh, we fall short, the Bible tells us. But that's why Jesus came. He came to die for us and pay for our sin debt on the cross. And when he did that, then he raised from the dead. He paid for our sin debt in full. And so as we trust, when we trust, put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, uh, we become a child of God. That faith, that simple childlike faith is counted unto righteousness for us. And uh, God no longer sees our old account. He sees his son's perfect account. And we are saved and we're promised heaven. And so I hope and pray today that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior. And as a Christian, we're just trying to grow. We want to mature. We want to learn. We certainly don't want to be stagnant in our faith. We would think that be very strange for a child to go to school and not grow, not learn. No, they develop and they move on up to new grades. And we ought to be doing that in our Christian life. We should be ever be learning and concerned about what the Lord wants us to know. But today, I want to deal with a very just simple subject, and here it is. It's a question that many people ask. Can God really use my life? Can God really use my life? That's an interesting question, isn't it? Well, we're going to look in Acts chapter 9 today, and we're going to begin reading with verse number 1. The Bible says, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest, and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound into Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the bricks. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Now I'm going to just stop reading there for the sake of time today, but we know if you have any knowledge of the word of God, and we know that the Saul here spoken of, uh, 
eventually his name was changed to Paul, and he became probably one of the most greatest Christians that's ever walked on the planet. Uh, he went on missionary journeys, starting churches, spreading the good news of the gospel all around the then known world, and uh, most of the New Testament, humanly speaking, was written by the Apostle Paul. And so we find here in this passage his conversion, the day he met the Lord. And, uh, you know, every time I read this story, I stand amazed. And the reason I stand amazed is I stand amazed at the great grace of God. You know, I see the Lord take this man, this man Saul, and save him and transform him into a great servant of the Lord. And uh, I realize with just reading this, the life of Paul, there's hope for people like you and there's hope for people like me that we can actually be used of the Lord. Now, when we look at Paul, we may be tempted. And by the way, I think we do this with every character in the Bible. But we may be tempted to think that he was some kind or she was some kind of gilded super saint. You know, we may feel that there's no possible way that the Lord could use us like he did Paul or like he did Timothy. But God can use us. And, uh, you know, I, I do suppose that we all feel inferior and unworthy, and we probably should. Um, we should feel unworthy to be used of the Lord in his work. But I'm here to tell you on this podcast today that Jesus can and will use you if you will make yourself available. Now, here's the question. Can God really use my life? Now, I'd like to take a few podcasts and just give some principles and answer this question. And we want to answer it by looking here in the life of Paul and maybe some great other great characters of the Bible. And we want to look here at Paul and we want to show you. And here's what I think we need to look at is we need to see some obstacles that seems to be in the way that there's obstacles which God has no problem overcoming. But in my 25 years of, of ministry, I've learned this. A lot of obstacles people can't or choose not to overcome. They can, they choose not to. And some people are just, you know, they're just ignorant about it. Some people just don't understand. So I want to try to clear that up on this podcast. So what are some obstacles that keeps us or hinders us from allowing the Lord to use our work, to use our life in his great work in this world? So can God really use my life? All right, number one, the first obstacle that we're going to have to understand is our past. Our past has, is no obstacle for the Lord. Now, According to Paul's own testimony, he was guilty of doing everything in his power to put Christianity to death. Even here in this passage, we know that he was going to find anyone that believed in the Lord Jesus Christ in that way of faith, and he said he was going to take them and bring them bound back to Jerusalem. In other words, they were going to incarcerate them. They were going to go to jail just for the simple fact of trusting that the Lord Jesus Christ and had faith in Christ that he was the Messiah. And so religiously, he was a man to be envied, but internally, he was a wicked man. Truthfully, he was a wicked man. You say, well, how do I know that? Well, because he consented into the death of Stephen. The Bible very clearly tells us over there earlier, or a little bit later here in Acts, or actually a little earlier here in Acts, that Stephen was stoned. And the Bible tells us that all of the clothes, the cloaks, uh, that, that, that Paul, Saul, then Saul, was holding the cloak. So he consented unto this murder. So I want you to think about that a moment. And we, we need to understand that, look, our past 
is no obstacle for the Lord either. When we, when Paul received Jesus Christ, he was changed forever by the grace of God. And if you're saved, if you have truly put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you've been born again, you have met Jesus Christ by faith, then he changes you. You, the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in your body, and he changes you. He works in your life. And so let me tell everyone under the sound of my voice today that your past is no obstacle to your future in the Lord's work, regardless of what you've done before, regardless. Now, obviously, I know what some of you might be thinking. Well, there's certain limitations. Yeah, I understand that. I know there's qualifications for certain things. I understand that completely, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking that as a Christian, if you have obstacles in your past, there's things in your past, there's sin in your past, there's failure in your past, it does not have to stop you from serving God in your future. You have a from here on. And I'm encouraging you today to get those things right and use your from here on for the Lord. Look, he washed your past sins away forever. And uh, it's just as though you got a brand new start at the precise moment that you got saved. And by the way, the very words that the Bible uses is a new birth, John chapter 3. It's a new birth. So there's three records of your past deeds in the world today. Now, you'll understand this. There's three. There's the record of you that you carry in your mind and that I carry in my mind. There's a record. And then there's a, the second record is the record that's carried by all of those who knew what we were before or what we've done. But the third person that's keeping a record is Satan. And here's what I've learned in my Christian life. He will throw your past up all the time. But let me just remind you of something today. Even though I may remember my past, and even though my friends and my family and others might remember my past, and I can promise you this, Satan remembers, he surely remembers our past. I got good news for you today. God in heaven has forgotten my past, and it's no obstacle to him to use me today. You know, or in the future, throughout the Bible, God used people in spite of and after their greatest failures. Now, I want you to think about this. It was after David's sin with Bathsheba that he wrote beautiful Psalms. It was after Simon Peter preached his greatest, or Simon Peter preached his greatest message after uh, he denied the Lord and 3,000 people got saved. Hey, listen, Moses was a murderer. Yet God used him for his glory. Samson sinned against God, yet he slew more Philistines in the end of his life than he had during his whole entire ministry and his whole judgeship. Can I say Abraham lied, but yet the Lord used him and made him the father of all of the Jewish people. Jacob was a deceiver, deceiver but let the Lord, yet the Lord transformed and used him greatly. See, there's many others. We could go on and on and on in the word of God. There's many others that could be named among these, but these are sufficient to show that the Lord can take those who have failed and they failed in their past and he can still use him for his glory, for his good. He can use them today and he can use them in the future. So I want to encourage you today, quit allowing your past to hinder you from serving the Lord. It's not an obstacle to the Lord. He forgives you forever. Now you have to allow him to help you to work for him and use your life this day and not let your past stumble you up, not let your past hinder you from doing what is best in these days ahead. So I want to encourage you, your past is no obstacle. God bless you. Have a great day.
Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.